Welcome to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. My name's Tara and I'm the producer. Before we get started, I would like to thank our funder for this week's episode, Hanscom Spouses Club. Thank you for making a difference in the lives of our military children. Also, before we jump into this mother-daughter duo interview for this week, Victoria and Maxine, I would like to tell you about our Call for the Arts initiative. This year's theme is the view from my window. We encourage military-connected students in grades kindergarten through 12th to provide their drawings, poetry, and or photography that reflects the amazing cultures they are part of in their corner of the world. The MSEC 2021 Call for the Arts campaign is open to all military-connected children, and it offers an opportunity to express their creative side through all these avenues. Winners in the following categories, kindergarten through 5th grade, 6th through 8th grade, and 9th through 12th grade will receive $100 Amazon gift cards. We will recognize the winner at our virtual national training seminar in July. They will also be highlighted on our MSEC social media platforms and also included in our annual MSEC calendar for 2022. Submissions can be downloaded from our website and also the entry forms are available down in our show notes. So if you have a student like Victoria who loves art, please take part in our 2021 Call for the Arts. Now let's listen in as Louise talks with Victoria the student and Maxine her mom about the love that Victoria has for arts. Welcome to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. I'm your host, Louise Webb. I'm a professional educator, curriculum developer, and researcher for the Military Child Education Coalition. I'm also a parent and the spouse of a retired military service member, and I'm your host for today's episode. Joining me today is Victoria and her mom, Maxine. Victoria is 12 years old and the daughter of an active duty Army service member, and her mom is retired from active duty. She and her family currently live in Florida, and as I said, with her today is her mom, Maxine. So thank you both for joining me on our MSEC podcast. I'm going to go ahead and start with Victoria. So Victoria, can you tell us a bit about your background as a military child? Maybe like, what have you liked the most, or what have you found to be the most challenging? I've lived in nine different places, and I have uh, attended about nine schools, and I've lived in Tampa for about two years. So you said you've lived in nine different places? Wow. And you're 12 years old? That's crazy. That's a lot of moving. But you're in your current location now. Do you guys think you'll be there for a while? Um, yes. Okay. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that. It'll give you some stability for sure. So thank you for sharing. I'm going to switch over to Maxine. So Maxine, can you give us a bit of background about you, like how long you and your spouse have been a military family? Uh, I joined the Air Force after high school and as an information manager. So I, I attended college after after uh, work while I was in the military, while I was in the Air Force. Uh, I got married to Ken after my first year and we both went to school using tuition assistance and I'm giving you a backstory so you'll know where we started <laughs> and after we both earned our degrees we decided to become officers in in the Air Force but at that time the Air Force was downsizing so I didn't have uh, they didn't have active duty officer positions so instead of waiting for slots to become available uh, my husband decided to join the army 
and I recommended that he go first. So it was his idea. And then I would join after he shares his experience, which I did. So that's how the story started. And we became army officers, did several deployments. And um, we've been married for what? 24 years, <laughs> 24 years uh, married, 24 years together, 13 duty stations uh, to include two deployments uh, to Qatar, Afghanistan, and Haiti. That's a lot of moving and a lot of military experience. Thank you for your service. We appreciate all Thank that you, you and your, yeah, we appreciate all that you and your, your spouse have done for all of us. It's, it's amazing. Interesting how you started in one branch and switched to the other. I'm sure that happens with quite a few people. We usually start with this. A lot of people usually start with the army and then go to mm. the air force. Well, I yeah. started with the air force and went to the army. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody's path is different, right? We go where, we'll go where we're led for sure. So here at the MSEC, we love to hear about military kids and their families and how they can adapt and change to all types of challenges faced with, I mean, let's face it, it's kind of a crazy lifestyle. So Victoria, you have an amazing talent for art. So can you share with all our listeners a little bit more about this? My interest in art started, well, I guess ever since I picked up a pencil in the I guess you could say my uh my drawing started to my drawing started to improve uh usually the more I So Victoria, what's the earliest you said you felt like once you picked up a pencil that that's where your interest in art started? I, it's hard to figure out like memories when we're, you know, when we were little, but do you have an idea about when that was? How how old you were maybe? I was about four years old. Oh my gosh. That's so awesome that you were such so young and able, I mean, you're still young, but you were so young and able to realize that you love to draw and that your interest in art was there. So how has art and being creative helped you to adapt to being a military child? Has that been able to help you adjust to, as you mentioned, all those places that you've lived at your young age? Yes. It it was like a way of letting my emotions out, but you know, and but except in drawings, it was also really fun. So I love how it helped with your emotions and that key thing that it's fun, right? Anytime something's fun, we all want to continue doing that. But I, I, I think it can be, I think when we talked earlier, you said it was like a healing, art was healing for you and helped you cope. So I appreciate you sharing that part of the art with all of us. So Maxine, you mentioned to me when we spoke earlier that you realized at an early age that Victoria seemed to have a talent for art. So what did you and your spouse do to help encourage Victoria with her gift? Yes, Louise. Um, my husband and I realized her art um, was going to take her places when we saw that uh, she was really talented during um, the, her preschool stages. She loved music and she loved to beat on anything that made a sound. So not only was she into the fine arts or visual arts, she was, um, she was two years old when we would pick her from daycare. She would come outside of the daycare before we would go to the car. She threw a tantrum 
if we didn't allow her to bang on the base of the light post. <laughs> and this was every day. Um, and so I couldn't get her, get her away from that activity. So I would give myself enough time uh, so that I would give her like five minutes after school to, to bang away on her drums. I thought she was going to become a drummer. I knew she loved to sing as well, and um, she would sing with me every chance she got because I'm a singer. And then the talent that she stuck with and practiced the most in her spare time was art. And my husband sent me pieces of, of her work when I was deployed, and one of them included uh, some giraffes that she drew. As a matter of fact, I think I need to send you that in an email so you can see. But the lines were drawn uh, and not traced, and she was four years old at the time. So we knew that she was special. and committed to providing the materials that she needed, the environment to be creative, and the encouragement to just build, up her, build on her confidence. And there was no, no doubt that we were going to be supportive of her, and she knew that she had our support. So she started at, uh, before four years old, but four years old was when we really started taking serious notice. <laughs> oh, that's a great story. I mean, good eyes, right, that you and your spouse realized that boy, this is some pretty good art without, you know, freehand art at such a young age. And I love that your family is musical and definitely an arts family and encouraging Victoria at such a young age is, is going to help her. So on that note, uh, Maxine, do you have advice uh, for other parents who may see a gift or a talent in their child and maybe what they can be able to do to encourage growth in that area? Any suggestions? Absolutely. For those of you who are listening who are parents, uh, if you notice that your child has a special gift that they love, do your best to encourage them. I mean, you may not be the ones to notice their, their talents, even it could be their teachers or other parents, but just pay attention to their uniqueness. Also, know that your child does have, um, they, they have to do the traditional Path. They don't have to take this traditional path that many of us do. If they have a talent, embrace their special skills and do as much research in order to accommodate their talents and just provide whatever uh, resources that you can to help them to enhance. Because if they can do what they love for a living when they get older, that's, that's most, um, it's, it's most uh, joyful thing to do. And so that's what we're encouraging our daughter is to use her skills, do her art, do what she loves, and then study it when she goes to college. That's what she says she wants to study. So because we ask her those questions, we are now going to help her to get to where she wants and do what she loves in the future for the rest of her life. That is great advice. And, and for MSEC, I also work in the parent programs department and we always tell the parents in our workshops and webinars that as parents, we are our child's best advocate. And that's exactly what you're doing for Victoria. And I love that. I love that you can encourage other parents to, like you said, another thing is, you know, you made a point that the parent may not be the one that recognizes the talent. So that's good advice. Good for parents to be just have in the back of their head and think about someone else may, maybe a sports coach or like you said, piano teacher or anybody could be the one that spots it. So great job. Great. That's awesome. I appreciate that. All right, let's switch over to no Victoria. <laughs> so Victoria, I understand that you recently participated in a local art show 
and that you were the youngest person to have an exhibit. So can you tell us a little bit about how that came about and how did you feel at that event? For how it came about, my mom shared my artwork with the event director and he decided to invite us to be a part of the art show. And uh, when I went to the event, it felt pretty intimidating to be around professional artists, but it was also really exciting at the same time. I bet that did feel a little intimidating, but good for you. You did it, and uh, I'm sure you came out with flying colors. And did you notice other artists there that you had ever known before? Did anybody, was anyone familiar to you? No. No? no okay. familiar. Yeah, I was just wondering, you never know at an art exhibit like that, maybe uh, there was an artist there that you were familiar with. But thank you for sharing that about your experience. I think that's amazing. Good exposure at such a young age. So I would like to talk a little bit about uh, what you're doing to help foster a love of learning in other children, because you had shared with me that you your hope is to help other kids that are interested in art. I've always wanted to help children and encourage them to do art. Um, my mom suggested that I could help them through my own art by donating a portion from the sales of my artwork to, to a children's hospital to help. That's a great idea. So Maxine, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Because Victoria did say it was a kind of your idea to actually use some of the profits from her art. When we talked earlier, you talked about children's hospitals and a new initiative that you were trying to begin. Absolutely. Uh, when Victoria was younger, she had asthma. And so we spent a lot of time in the hospital, in and out of the hospital with her. And I, I believe that her passion for helping other children, especially in the hospital, grew from then. Because when we were in the hospital, the nurses would bring her crayons and just artwork that she can draw and she, she would see the other children doing the same thing. So I believe that because it made her feel comfortable and feel, you know, focused away or distract her from the pain that she was going through, that brought her um, to wanting to help other children. And so I told her, yes, you can help them through your, your own artwork. Uh, whenever we sell any pieces, we can just uh, put a portion of that towards our nonprofit, which is the Courage and Grace Foundation. And we're helping children, military children, and uh, military families as well. So that would be a part of our initiative and to give back to our local community and to our military community. That will be launching very soon. It's a 501c3 that's already organized. Um, we just have to launch it and begin doing events for uh, to benefit the cause. That's fantastic. What a great idea. I love that. Helping other people and kids in hospitals. And yeah, I mean, especially from your experience, uh, Victoria, of having asthma and spending time in a children's hospital, you know how important it is for kids to feel loved. And maybe your art will actually inspire other kids to help go through their medical issues as well. So that's exciting. I'm excited to hear about that. And I'll have to follow up with you guys and see how your 501c3 is going. So let me talk about one more thing for both of you. So Maxine, you and Victoria are working on ways to showcase and exhibit other children's art. So what are you doing to help foster that? I believe in investing in um, in the youth and what better way to do it than do something w along with my daughter, you know, uh, spending quality time with her 
and then helping other parents and their children. So we're planning uh, several art exhibits. The first one we're gonna do is gonna be in April for the month of the military child to showcase talented military children uh, in the arts, whether it's the performing arts, visual arts, uh, fine arts, we are seeking all <laughs> who have the, the gift of, um, of the arts and then sharing it with the community. So that's the first one that we're gonna be having this year. Uh, and then also whenever we get invited to showcase Victoria's art at local art shows, we seek out other uh, children as well so we can help them to expose their artwork to the greater community. I love that a lot. The next thing that you guys do with all of other children's art as well as obviously Victoria's art, because I have seen Victoria's art and it is incredible. So this podcast is all about telling stories. So Victoria, do you have any final inspirational story or even just a message for us that you would like to share with all of our listeners? Anything in particular you want to share? Do what you love and do it constantly and never give up on your dreams. Just keep on going nonstop and you'll get there. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. How about you, Maxine? Do you have a story or a message that you'd like to share with other military parents? Absolutely. Being a veteran myself for over 20 years and um, being away from my daughter in several circumstances, uh, whether it's for a few months or 12 months I've, I've been there. And I just want to remind the parents to invest in their children. Uh, be present for them because for most of them, as a matter of fact, I speak to them directly. For most of you, it is in, it's inevitable that, you know, you will be away from your children at some point in their lives, especially our dual military families. So I've found that the time that I spend with my daughter has just been gratifying and it, it brings me comfort to know that the many times I've been away from her, at least now I get to spend the time with her and be present when I'm with her. And so that's the advice I would give to other parents. Um, just invest the time into, into their work, whether it's schoolwork or something that they love to do like art. Um, Victoria does it every time she gets, every moment she gets a, a free free time. That's what I, I catch her doing. So I know that she has a passion for it and I let her do it. You know, this is, this is what she loves and I provide the time and resources and just the, the comforting and encouraging environment for her to pursue this love of hers. And that, that's pretty much what I have for now for, for our parents out there who are listening. Oh, thank you so much. I feel like that could go a long way for parents. I'm, I'm sure some of our listeners just really need to hear that. And I loved your statement about just being present in today, because as you said, military parents are always coming and going. So when you are with your kids as much as you can, you just want to be present when you're there. Victoria and Maxine, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today and for sharing your personal stories with all our listeners. Speaking for myself, and I'm sure for all our listeners, we wish you all the best, Victoria, in your art career, and I know that the sky is the limit for you. So you've been listening to the AMSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. Until next time, thanks for listening. This week's episode has been brought to you by Hanscom Spouses Club. And don't forget, 
download your submission form for the MSEC 2021 Call for the Arts campaign. You can listen to this podcast and those archived by topic when you subscribe and download at Podbean, iTunes, MSEC's all military connected children by educating, advocating, and collaborating to resolve education challenges associated with the military lifestyle. Learn more about our partnerships, programs, and initiatives at militarychild.org. Follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram for the latest on our enduring mission to serve the children of those who serve us all. Be sure to join us again next week. Thanks for listening.